0: Hi friends, this is John Wehrhaeuser, and I'm so excited for the first episode of Vessels of Mercy, and I'm really excited for the specific topic that we're going to be looking at today. We're going to be looking at, uh, within the doctrines of grace, there are five specific teachings that spell the the wonderful acronym TULIP, and today we're going to be looking at the T of TULIP. Specifically, total depravity. Total depravity. And the question that we are going to be asking today stems from that theme. Uh, And the question is, can the spiritually dead make decisions for Christ? Now, some of you who are new to Reformed theology, right off the bat, you might say, spiritually dead? Well, what in the world are you talking about? And when you want to understand reformed theology, you really got to start with total depravity. In fact, I would say that that is the the bedrock doctrine of the doctrines of grace for years I held to total deprav i should say I held to the doctrines of grace, but I would say that I misunderstood total depravity for several years until a, a brother in the Lord sat me down and, and just challenged me on my own theology and that was when I realized whoa I have a different I have the wrong view of total depravity and uh, this question and just this topic as a whole I've actually found very comforting in my own life now you might say comforting how in the world could you find total depravity comforting a, a doctrine about how evil the world is and and I'll explain that a little bit today. But uh, the reason why I I think it's important is it wasn't until I really grasped total depravity that I realized how gracious God was upon me. And and so I'd like to just explain a bit. I believe that if you fully comprehend and embrace the doctrine of total depravity, which I believe is is clearly in scripture, I believe your awe of the mercy of God will, will skyrocket. Because we we live in a world that, uh, and we live in a culture that uh, is very decision based. You decide uh, where you're going to go to eat. Uh, you decide what you're going to what you're going to do that day. And so we live in a very decision based world. But the fascinating thing about Christianity uh, is that the word actually says something pretty remarkable. And it's that those who are not Christians, those who are unbelievers, are actually spiritually dead. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, especially if you're newer to Reformed theology. But i just like to read a passage from Romans 3 that has changed my life and has edified, been so edifying. And uh, if you know the, the book of Romans, Uh, chapter, uh, at a certain part in chapter one, you begin to see the bad news. And you see the the bad news first on the Gentiles. And then you see the bad news second on the the Jewish people. And then near the end of, or I should say near the, the middle of chapter three, you begin to see the bad news on the Jews and the Gentiles. And so I'd like to read a passage that is talking specifically about every single person on earth, the Jews and the Gentiles, and that's everybody, because Gentiles are just anyone who's not Jewish. So I'd like to read this. It says, As it is written, none is righteous, no not one, no one understands, no one seeks for God. Now, this is what it means to be totally depraved. What it means to be totally depraved is that we, see, for a long time, I thought total depravity meant that we're so evil that Jesus had to die for us. That's what I thought total depravity meant. It wasn't until years later that I realized that's not total depravity. This is total depravity. We're so evil that it's impossible for us to ever desire or seek God. We are so evil, the Bible says, that no one seeks for God. No one seeks for God. In fact, we're going to have an entire episode on talking about the question, do seekers exist? And we see here that that seekers do not exist. Those who quote-unquote seek God don't exist. There is only one person who is the seeker, and that's God. And God seeks after his elect. Now, the reason why it's important that we talk about this is, uh, I mean, there's several reasons. One, it's important for us to realize that if you are listening to this video or watching this video and you are a Christian, you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and you see in your life uh, a desire for holiness and a hatred for sin If you are a Christian, the shock of it is that you and I, we did not choose God. But rather, he had to choose us. So let's say that, that becoming saved is like turning on a switch. Total depravity shows that we are not the ones that turn on the switch. Why? Because we can't. We are totally depraved. We would never want to turn on the switch. And so if you're a Christian here today, it's because God delights in you. He has a sovereign love for you. And so if you believe in Jesus Christ, you are loved. You are beloved of God. And I believe that total depravity shows us because of our inability, how much God loves us. Because think about it for a moment. If you had the option to choose Christ, and your neighbor had the option to choose Christ, and you chose with your free will, and they didn't choose because their free will, you know, you were able to do that, but... There's something that you're able to boast about. And not just that, but but God had the, the same attitude towards both because of your free will. But because total depravity is true, it shows that God has had an exclusive sovereign mercy upon you. And that you were dead in sin and God had to resurrect you from the dead. And the reason why you are repenting and believing is because you have you are experiencing signs of spiritual resurrection. Spiritual life. Another reason why I believe this is very important is because we as Christians are commanded to share the gospel with other people. Another comfort that this brings, which we're also going to spend an episode on, is there is great comfort that we can get from the doctrines of grace when we go and share the gospel. Here's the joy. God has written a book. And inside the book are the names of the elect. The names of those who would believe in Jesus Christ. And so when we share the gospel, we are not trying to get them to buy a car. A lot of times people try to make it so that evangelism is, hey, do you want to buy this car? Uh, Hey, do you want to try Jesus? But actually what it is, is you are the car that God has had sovereign, exclusive mercy upon. And when we share the gospel, it is encouraging because when we go and share the gospel, God will not add or take away from the book of life. Meaning this, that when we go and share the gospel, God's purposes are being carried out. When we share the gospel with the elect, God will have his purposes made. And and those people will be be saved because God has used us to plant a seed. But for those who are not elect, God has caused for us to preach the gospel to them for a specific reason in them as well. And so if you have ever been discouraged because you're going, I've been sharing the gospel, why haven't they been coming to Christ? Might I encourage you? You sharing the gospel, total depravity shows us that we have comfort in this. We don't have to worry about, uh, about what happens when we share. As long as you're faithful to the Great Commission, as long as you're sharing the gospel, might I encourage you, God will be glorified. God will be glorified. Think about Jeremiah. How many people did he see come to Christ? Zero. And yet, Jeremiah is known as one of the most faithful prophets of all time. Once again, this is something else that we can see because of total depravity. I want to ask the question again. Can the spiritually dead make decisions for Christ? And the answer in my, as I read the word, I believe that the answer is no. The spiritually dead do not make decisions for Christ, but rather God made a decision for you, believer, for for me. Before the foundation of the world began, he desired to cause, to write your name in the book of life and that one day Christ would die on the cross for you. And one day you would be born again to irresistible grace and he would draw you to himself. And so as we look at this glorious, wonderful truth, might we be encouraged that if because we believe in Jesus, God has had mercy upon you, exclusive mercy. Might we Go today and be in awe that the fact that he has, that that we are believers shows that he had to cause us to have spiritual resurrection. He had to take out the heart of stone and he had to give us a heart of flesh. Dear Christian, because you are a believer in Christ, you are loved in his sight. You are, he delights in you, not because of anything that you did, but because of the purpose of his will. And, and that doesn't end today. You will be with him, enjoying him, glorifying him, and enjoying him forever. Today, tomorrow, the next year, the next decade, the next eternity. And we can see this reality when we realize that, that total depravity, it, it almost shows us how blessed we are. It shows us that because we believe, because we are saved, we are in the family of God Because God has desired to have mercy upon you. I pray that as you hear these truths, that you would take them to heart and that it would cause for you to glorify and be in awe of our Heavenly Father. And until next time, to the praise of his glorious grace, have a wonderful day.